Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 12 through 15 about how to encourage and build up one another. There are people right now that are walking in fear. Fear has overwhelmed their lives. Where to encourage or comfort the small-souled or the faint-hearted. This could be, back to the uh, earlier verses, those who are anxious about departed loved ones and the, the coming of the Lord. Those who may need consolation in the face of a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one. If they're faint of heart, you know, we sometimes say, this is not for the faint of heart, but let's say somebody is faint of heart. What should we do? We're to try to put courage into them. We're to try to build up their heart again. A little girl was sent on an errand by her mother. She took much too long in coming back. Mother therefore demanded an explanation when she finally did return. The little girl explained that on her way, she had met a little friend who was crying because she had broken her doll. Oh, said mother, then you stopped to help her fix her doll. Oh, no, replied the little girl. I stopped to help her cry. Sometimes that's what we're called to do. And all God's people said, oh, I heard that. That was was cool. Oh. And sometimes that's what, what our call is. We stop just to help somebody cry. Many years ago, uh, Pastor Chuck Smith, who's since gone home to be with the Lord, got a phone call at the church office. It was from a woman who had been part of their congregation for many years. She said, Pastor Chuck, uh, my husband has left me for another woman. He's living in a downtown apartment with this woman. This man was a leader in business, a leader in the church. He uh, had a good reputation, a beautiful family, beautiful home. Lot, lot to live for, a lot of respectable things. And he had uh, somehow gotten involved with this other woman. And she said, Pastor Chuck, would you go down and talk some sense into him? So Pastor Chuck says he got in his car and he was driving to this downtown area, very shabby area. He started comparing where this guy was uh, staying compared to what he did have. And he couldn't believe it. He knocked at the door and the guy sheepishly realized who it was, answered the door. Pastor Chuck said he sat down and he was going to begin to speak to the guy. He said the whole time that he was driving, he was praying, oh Lord, give me the right words. Oh Lord, give me the right words. Oh Lord, help me. Say something that'll make this guy come to his senses and go back home. He said as he opened his mouth, he began to look around. The woman kind of stuck her head out and went back into another room and he he thought about what, where this guy had come from and all that he had left behind. He said he just began to cry. And he said he started to cry like a baby. And he couldn't get any words out. And he said this went on for a while. And he said he was so embarrassed that he told the man, I'm sorry, I can't get it together. I just have to leave. And he left. All he did was cry the whole time. He said he got in his car. He felt so horrible about himself. He said, Lord, I'm, a, I'm just a terrible pastor. I should have had a pearl of wisdom for this guy. I should have said something that would talk sense into him. Nothing but a bunch of bubbling, bumbling tears. He got a phone call later on that that man had gone back home. 
because the Lord had used his tears to communicate more than any words could have shared. His heart was broken, and it reflected the broken heart of God. Do you know that God's heart breaks over a lot of the decisions that we make? And, you know, sometimes with some of our backgrounds, we think God is always mad at us. You know, maybe more times than being a disciplining father, he's a broken-hearted father. You ever thought about that one? That maybe sometimes he, he looks at the way we behave and what we do to one another and it breaks his heart. Maybe that's something that we need to consider. See, we are called to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And here, the third one in verse 14 is we're to help the weak. Uh, this could be a person who's overwhelmed by temptation. This could be someone who is uh, constantly falling to old uh, patterns. This could be a person, Romans 15, one who is weak in faith. The word weak here is impotent, without strength, feeble. You remember when uh, Moses went to the top of the mountain and they were fighting the Amalekites down below? And Aaron and Hur held up Moses' arms so that they can get the victory. Sometimes we're just called to hold up somebody's arms who's feeling weak. And by the way, that's not always about some perfect Bible verse at the perfect moment. Could be. But often it's just about you being there and saying, lean on me when you're not strong. We could sing it, but we won't. <laughs> I'll help you carry on. Oh, no. Perhaps it's something this simple. What can I do to help? I've asked that question many times over the years, and oftentimes the response is, please just pray. Please pray. Or a person might say, you know what? You've been a help just by calling me. <laughs> we think that sometimes it has to be this grandiose bullet point list of things that we need to do to help the weak. This is Acts 20.35. Paul says, in everything I showed you, that by working hard in this manner you must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Just be ready to give. And finally, be patient with all men. Patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and we need to be patient. The same patience that God has shown us, we need to try to apply to our spouse, to fellow drivers on the 91 freeway. I know it's hard. To people in grocery store lines. And even maybe if you have a disagreement with someone about how to navigate the times that we live in. I'll tell you a quick personal story just to show you how fallible Pastor Michael is. I was at a local car wash outdoors. Uh, I was vacuuming my wife's car to bless her because it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so outdoor vacuuming the car and a little worker, little guy who meant well, told me to put a mask on. I'm outside in the sunshine vacuuming my car. And I said, no. <laughs> and all God's people said, pastor, 
Now we know how to pray for you. I said, look, I'm standing outside in the sunshine. I'm not putting a mask on. So the guy said to me, then you need to leave. And I responded, I will leave when I am done vacuuming my wife's car. Uh, yeah, I know. It's terrible. Pray for me. And then I said, by the way, here's an invitation to Living Truth. I'm the senior pastor, <laughs> Living Truth Christian Fellowship. That's just to show you that I get tired too. <laughs> now, I'm not against, okay, I'm not, I want you guys to understand. I put the mask on when I'm supposed to. When the sign says you got to, I do it. But I was outside in the sunshine. And I said, no. And then I thought, I'm supposed to be patient with all people. I think I got impatient with that guy. Oh, Lord, help me. Anyway. <laughs> and this will fit with what I just said. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. Oh, God, help me. But... Always seek after that which is good for one another and for all men. Now, sometimes Scripture rebukes me. And uh, I have to be honest with you. I'm not sure that I behaved the way I should have. I don't know. You guys can consider that. But there's, there's a lot of situations where Scripture corrects me, often after the fact. And I sometimes go, whoops. I didn't do that. Or, oops, I'm preaching on that Sunday. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. Because I would like to be living what I preach, but I don't always. <laughs> See, we're to give a blessing instead. And this, these are some of the hardest verses, and many of you recognize it. In Romans 12, Paul said something very similar. He said, never repay evil for evil to anyone. We're to give the blessing instead. Sometimes the words, God bless you, coming out of my mouth, are, have to, well, always, they have to be the Holy Spirit. And I've had times when I've had somebody mad at me just because I'm a Christian pastor, and surprising words came out of my mouth, and they weren't, Negative. They were actually, well, God bless you. Years ago, I was doing a memorial service, and it was for a fallen uh, fire department uh, individual many, many years ago. It was at a very formal setting, cemetery, church there. And uh, I was standing by the casket, and people were coming up to pay respects to this gentleman, and he was well-known in the fire department. And, you know, most people, they walk by, thank you, Pastor, appreciate the message, thank you, Pastor. And this man looked at me and said, uh, thank you for being here, Pastor, but I don't appreciate what you said today. I wanted to hear more about my friend. I didn't need to hear your Sunday sermon today. Give me the stare. And I'll tell you, in my flesh, I wanted to say, let me tell you something, sir. But I was standing next to a casket, having just given a message on forgiveness and the hope of the gospel. And so what came out of my mouth is, well, God bless you, sir. <laughs> and I was like, where'd that come from? Thank you, Lord. I was in a meeting. Uh, the, there was a little debate going on in the city about words that would be put in the chamber, <laughs> council chamber, and uh, this gentleman who's very vocal 
let's just say that he's not a friend of the Christian faith at this point in his life. And he looked across the room. We're all sitting there. We're ready to make our arguments for in God we trust to be in the council chambers of Corona. And he looked and he said, I know you. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful, and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate. Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, and of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And I've had times when I've had somebody mad at me just because I'm a Christian pastor, and surprising words came out of my mouth, and they weren't negative. They were actually, well, God bless you. Years ago, I was doing a memorial service, and it was for a fallen uh, fire department uh, individual many, many years ago. It was at a very formal setting, cemetery church there. And uh, I was standing by the casket, and people were coming up to pay respects to this gentleman, and he was well-known in the fire department. And, you know, most people, they walk by, thank you, Pastor, appreciate the message, thank you, Pastor. And this man looked at me and said, uh, thank you for being here, Pastor, but I don't appreciate what you said today. I wanted to hear more about my friend. I didn't need to hear your Sunday sermon today. Give me the stare. And I'll tell you, in my flesh, I wanted to say, let me tell you something, sir. But I was standing next to a casket, having just given a message on forgiveness and the hope of the gospel. And so what came out of my mouth is, well, God bless you, sir. <laughs> I was like, Where'd that come from? Thank you, Lord. I was in a meeting. Uh, the, there was a little debate going on in the city about words that would be put in the chamber, <laughs> council chamber. And uh, this gentleman who's very vocal, let's just say that he's not a friend of the Christian faith at this point in his life. And he looked across the room. We're all sitting there. We're ready to make our arguments for in God we trust to be in the council chambers of Corona. And he looked and he said, I know you. I went, Mary had a little lamb. (laughs) You do? 
Yeah, I've seen your picture around town. You're a pastor of that church over there, aren't you? And I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you who I am. And he went, I'm an atheist. You want to see an atheist in the flesh? Here's one. You're looking at him right here. And I'm telling you, he was, he was mad. And you know what came out of my mouth? There's a local car wash I'd like to recommend to you, sir. It's, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, I actually told him I loved him. And I tell you, I don't even know where it came from. Well, I do know. It came from heaven. Later, I had a conversation with this gentleman, and I reaffirmed my love for him because I want him to come to know the Lord. And he told me, I said, you know, I told you I loved you, and he said, I didn't need that. <laughs> but I came to find out that he had had a bad experience in a church many, many years ago. And that there were certain people in a congregation when he was growing up that didn't represent the Lord very well. And he got turned off to the Christian faith. And behind oftentimes a story like that is a story. Everybody know what I'm saying? There's someone who's been hurt and disappointed sometimes by us. And there's a little backfilling work that we got to do. And this is where we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not try to take everything personally. Amen? See, we're not to repay evil with evil to anyone. I want to take you to Romans 12, and I'm going to leave you with this, and then we're done. Romans chapter 12. Let's turn over there. It's worth us taking a look at and seeing how it ends. Romans chapter 12. It's a strategy for all of us as we're out there in this broken world. Romans 12. Take a look. 16. Be, be of the same mind toward one another. 12.16 of Romans. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, Romans 12, 18. And you might want to underscore that because sometimes it's not possible. So far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. He will take care of it. For it is written, vengeance is mine. It's not yours, it's mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So what's our strategy? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, would you help us in this endeavor to be the kind of people described just in these few verses that we've dealt with and Father, would you forgive me for the times that I have fumbled the ball and not represented you the way that I should. But thank you that you're so patient with me and your patience with me <laughs> has allowed me to be patient with others. If you, O oh Lord, kept a record of my sin, O oh God, who could stand? I couldn't. But with you, there's forgiveness and amazing grace. 
Lord, as we think about one another and we think about all that this uh, state and this world has been going through, we have been challenged maybe like no other time in our lives in these last six months. This has been challenging sledding, but it's also been a good time. It's been good for the church because the church has, in many pockets, come back to a place where there's a desire, a deep desire for revival to start with us. And we're beginning to sense it in different pockets and different places, but especially in our own hearts. And Lord, don't let it wane. We can be so quick to forget, so quick to not be about our Father's business. Would you help us, Lord? You have You've allowed this time for whatever your divine purposes are, and one of them has to be to purify your people. Would you help us, Lord, as we seek to be those who build one another up and encourage one another and live at peace with one another and esteem each other highly and love each other, that we don't repay evil for evil. That's easy to do. Jesus said that we are to pray for our enemies and Pray for those who persecute us. And Lord, these are the hardest verses in our Bible, but they're there. And they're one of the ways that we walk as children of light. One of the ways that we shine as lights in a perverse and crooked generation. They're one of the ways that we are the city on a hill when we respond differently. And Lord, we need you. We need to have the armor of light on. We need to put that breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of hope to be able to do this. We need to suit up. Would you help us? Lord, it can be an overwhelming thought, but just help us just today, just today to put on that clothing and then to do it tomorrow and to rejoice. We're about to look at our personal walk next time and it'll tell us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to be a thankful people. And that's what we want, Lord. We want to pray always. We want to rejoice always. We want to give thanks always. And Lord, the only way we can do that is to know you're in control and to have our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus with your head and heart bowed, if you haven't met him, if you feel like, man, I'm under the weight of my sin, if you want forgiveness, the hope of heaven, you want to follow the king who is the ultimate king, something like this, Jesus Save me. Please forgive me of my sin. Thank you for dying on that terrible cross for me. Pray it if it's you. Thank you for rising from the dead. I repent of my sin. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior, and I want to follow you as my King. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for cleansing me from every sin I've ever committed. Help me to be filled with your truth and your love, to follow you. If you're a prodigal, it's something very similar. Lord, I want to Come to my senses, I want to come home and follow you. And Lord, for your people here, uh, your people who are trying to walk out their faith and encourage and edify and build up and challenge and, and stay the course, would you bless them? Would you keep them? Would, your, would you allow your beautiful face to shine on them? Would you give them peace? A peace that passes understanding. Would you give them hope and confidence knowing that we know how this story is going to wrap up? And may that give us confidence for the day and the season in which we find ourselves. 
May we be active because these verses tell us we got to be active as we wait for your return. But may we do it not by might nor by power, but by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people said. You've been listening to Encourage and Build Up One Another, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program or parts one or two, Walk in Truth is on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and more. Please search us and subscribe so you can listen to this series and many other teachings from Pastor Michael. Like his teachings in the book of Revelation and the book of Galatians. Remember, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, are you planning to come to Harvest Fest 2020? Well, Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship. And if you live anywhere in Southern California, we would love it if you and your family would come to our free outdoor Harvest Fest this Saturday. There'll be plenty of trunks and treats and a fun maze, a cakewalk competition, and many other activities. And you'll get a chance to meet Pastor Michael. Let the kids dress up and come to Living Truth Christian Fellowship. We're right off the 91 freeway at Lincoln Avenue. The address is 1009 Arsenal Way. That's 1009 Arsenal Way. Get information when you download the Living Truth app or by calling the church during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for a special program with Pastor Michael. Since Halloween is this Saturday, Pastor Michael's going to sit down with author and radio host, Professor Craig Hawkins, to talk about the occult. Don't miss it and listen in tomorrow. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.